is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates hobby talk like you never seen it. Sports cards live and nothing could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, welcome everybody to the fourth installment of Hobby Hangout. It is Friday night, September the 2nd, 2022. My name is Jeremy Lee. We have three guests joining us tonight to debrief last weekend's Burbank card show. But before we get to that, very quickly, tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Eastern on the regular episode of Sports Cards Live, we will have most likely just myself come on to talk about my new role at Tag Grading on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern on the channel collectible live our guest will be southern california collector agassi nazarian he will be joining on collectible live as always on sports cards live your comments your questions are in place so hit us up during the episode and let's bring out tonight's panel let's bring out stephanie first mama breaks welcome to the show let's bring out mark ultimate pastime and we have ej from the burbank card show the organizer of the show who is joining us. And I can see Mark's screen already goes black because he's got phone calls coming in. All right. Welcome, <laughs> you guys, to the show. We did a Burbank preview episode a week, two weeks ago, the week before the show. Mark, you were on with me. Steph, you weren't. EJ, you weren't. But Mark, you were. And we were talking about how excited we were for the show, what's going to come. And here we are two weeks later ready to debrief it. I think it's nice to come full circle on this. So let's let's get it. You know what? Maybe I want to start with this. Maybe just some opening comments from you guys on just your your summary thoughts. Don't get too much in depth because I'm going to get to more detailed questions. But Steph, let's start with you. Uh, your your general thoughts on the the Burbank show. How was it for you? My general thoughts was it it was amazing. As far as the stuff that I look for to buy and and sell and trade, I found everything there. Awesome. So that was what I was most happy about. So. Mark, how about you? Give us a quick synopsis. So, man, like I knew it was going to be an awesome show. EJ and I talked like months ago and I said, dude, I said, it's like two weeks ago, like two weeks before the show. I said, I think you guys have already outgrown your, uh, the location. He goes, why do you say that? I said, because the publicity that this show is getting is second to none and definitely exceeded everybody's expectations of the show for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. EJ, I mean, listen, you were the organizer. You were you were just busy the whole time. But really, you know, really quick, how was it for you? I mean, simply put, I could speak for Rob and, and my other business partner, Jay, on this and everyone at the Burbank team. It definitely exceeded all of our expectations. I'll tell you that. That's awesome. So one of the things that we talked about on the show two weeks ago was, you know, there's a lot of talk about the national and is the national ever going to go to the West coast? And, you know, with the new management there, they're going to, they're going to scout out new locations outside of just Chicago, Cleveland, Atlantic city, Baltimore. And uh, we've now found out that they're going to do Chicago, Cleveland, Chicago in 23, 24 and 25. I, my question for you guys, and uh, you know, any of you can take this, but I guess I'll start with you EJ on this is, do you think that, after experiencing the Burbank show, does it does the West Coast still need a national? Do you think that the, that a national would be a welcome addition to the card show scene out west, or or do you think that the Burbank show could maybe take its place? 
I mean, simply put, the Nationals still. Yeah, I've I've explained it to people that have never been to the national. It's just something that you just have to experience. And you know, Ray, Ray, and and the guys over there at the national are doing an incredible job. And um, I think that there's enough space for a national and a Burbank and other shows. I mean, being that I, I think I'm looking at it on the spectrum of the hobby just keeps growing every single day. I mean, hence look at us. I mean, our expectations for Burbank was so was minute compared to what happened. And uh, I, I would love to see the national on the West Coast, but make no mistake, our, our goal is to definitely be the best show we could be. Yeah, and I think you accomplished that. Mark, you have any thoughts on that? Because you're somebody who goes to the national. Yeah, too. I mean, I've, I've only missed four nationals since 91. And the nat, like EJ said, the national is a national. Like, it's going to be hard to duplicate, but Southern California could definitely handle a big show of that magnitude, and it could definitely support it. Steph, you were also at the national. So any, what do you think? I mean, and listen, this isn't about, this isn't about us trying to say that, Hey, the not, we don't need the national on the West coast. EJ said it. Well, they do. <laughs> the national is its own be it's its own thing, right? It's, it, it, you can't really replicate it. And I don't know that, that the Burbank show or any other show, the Dallas show is trying to kind of take its place, but you know, it's still a big deal to get the national to come to, you know, your choice location, Steph, what do you think? Would it be something that you'd like to see on the West coast? I definitely would love to see it on the West coast. Like EJ said, I think we could handle it here. And there's so many more people that we can get into the hobby just by having the national here. But we saw with the Burbank card show, I think it's a not close, but it's there. So you know, we're all kind of tempering our excitement for the Burbank show right now because I've told these guys, just wait till we get to that part of the discussion. But uh, before we get to the next thing, I just want to say hello. We got Mike Nunya in the house. What's going on? Joe is here at 10 o'clock Eastern. That's right, Joe. GM10. We are we are rolling. Lapper, good to see you. Jake Dahl, nice to see you as well. So here's, here's the next thing I want to ask because, listen, I'm not from SoCal. I'm from Canada, but <clears throat> I... I want to know, we'll start with you on this one, Steph. How well did the Burbank show so showcase the SoCal card scene? I think EJ did a wonderful job having, specifically, I wanted to talk about Doman's uh, tribute to Kobe. If you got a chance to see that, it was an amazing showcase where they had a Kobe PMG, all kinds of his best cards. So having that in SoCal on the week of, you know, A24, I think, did a beautiful job showcasing the SoCal card scene. So you saw every, I asked everyone, you saw a ton of Kobe's, you saw a ton of Justin Herbert, and that's what we kind of trade and sell here in the SoCal scene. So I think they did a great job of that. Yeah, they, they really did. That exhibit that was in one of the other rooms in the in the Marriott was something that people could just walk into and look at. And that was, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was just actually awesome. Mark, to you, same sort of question as far as, I mean, listen, Mark, you are you may know the SoCal card scene better than anybody. You've been working it for so long. How proud were you of what the Burbank show, because there were a lot of people in from out of town. How proud were you of what EJ and the team did to showcase the scene to those of us that came in from out of town? So I'm going to tell you guys one thing. When you're at a show and you're there on Sunday at 3 p.m., 
and the promoter has to tell you that guys, we only got an hour left. Like we're closing this place down. The show was packed at 3 p.m. Normally you go to shows, half the tables are empty. There's no public in the room. This place was jammed up until it closed. Like, I think those guys will still be there doing their own trade night if you let them. Right. Yeah. That, but that 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 right there represents the SoCal card scene right there. Yeah, they just don't want to stop. They want to keep on going. You know, I, it's funny you made that exact comment because I had I had said during the sh- on Sunday I was telling some people that were at the tag some of my tag uh, colleagues I said you know what what usually happens at these shows is that around halfway through the day on Sunday people start packing up so you know if we want to get out there and talk to people we got to go now and Mark there were people there right until the last second EJ how about you man your show your show Robs and your other partner how 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 well did, did do you feel that you showed I want to say showed the world, but the people that came in from out of town, just what the SoCal card scene is all about. Well, if you guys know a thing or two about Rob, you guys hear the word epicenter all the time, pretty much in every video. And of course he's talking about the epicenter of sports cards, the Mecca, which is Burbank sports cards. And, and, you know, of course I'd like to say that besides Ryan, his son, Ryan, and and maybe his uh, staff, I think I've heard epicenter so much. And I will say this after the show, I will no longer question that man. It really was a huge show out. And, and again, one of the biggest things I'm personally proud of uh, that we've accomplished was the dealer lineup. We screened every dealer. A lot of people don't, uh, don't really know the whole process, but it was definitely an invite only. We wanted to make sure that we had a collateral of knowing who the dealers were. These are dealers that we could trust. And uh, a lot of these SoCal dealers that I honestly thought could show out definitely showed out. It it was an incredible turnout for Southern California. And it definitely proved that SoCal, if it's not one, it's the best market for sports cards. Yeah. I mean, you, you referenced what Rob Vera says regularly, that it is the, the epicenter of the hobby. And I think a lot of people kind of think, well, he's just proud of where he lives and he knows his customers and he's proud of what he's built at his store. And I think a lot of us came in there thinking, well, let's just see, is he right? Is it actually the epicenter? I'm telling you guys, I left there and I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I thought that the show was one of the most fun card shows I'd ever been to. And there's a few reasons for that. Um, Number one, and most importantly, it's the people. It's the people and the the welcoming nature of the of the people that were there. From from EJ, you and your fellow organizers, Rob himself, all the vendors, the SoCal collectors that you come to know through Instagram and YouTube and all that. It was so welcoming. Um, you know, Steph, you have a big smile on your face hearing that. Like, what does that mean to you? Being you know, being a female in the hobby and knowing that you know this is something that you know it just I felt so welcome there. And it was just a lot of fun walking through the aisles, talking to people. It was a good vibe, good energy show. Steph, speak to that a bit if you can. Yeah, I love that you said it's the people because I've been going to shows in SoCal for about two years now. And every time we have a show, I wake up the next morning thinking the same thing. I just love people. So I had such a great time at the Women in the Hobby booth specifically this is the first show that I've interacted with the most women and kids. So that was so surprising. We had over a hundred kids participate in the kids hobby hunt. And I, I'm not even counting, but I want to say at least 30 women came up to me who were either already collectors and interested in learning about women in the hobby 
an organization that um, Ty from Bullpen and Sarah from Sarah Layton started, or they were looking to start collecting, which was amazing because they were there either with their husbands or bringing their kids. So I, like you said, I always feel welcome at every show. Maybe that's, I attribute my, my success in the hobby so far to being at the SoCal card shows and Burbank was just like the pinnacle for me. Yeah. And I want to get, I want to dive more into the, the kids hobby hunt that you just mentioned. Yeah. I think it's wonderful that you were there representing women of the hobby. I've added one of the, one of the stickers to my laptop. And uh, so that, that's really cool. And um, also representing yourself. I mean, you're, you're a brand yourself now and it's wonderful. Mark, we're going to go to you uh, building yeah. off of what Steph just said in terms of, you know, just having fun, the people there, you, again, you've been in the SoCal card scene, you know, like, for longer than most people have been alive. And uh, well, yeah, <laughs> let me just, but let me just ask you, how, how have you seen, like, has it always been like this? Has it always been such a positive energy down there? T tell us a bit about that from a history perspective. I mean, it's never been like this. The hobby anywhere in the world hasn't seen anything like this. But when you go to a show and the atmosphere is so welcoming and it's family friendly, it's family oriented, there's something for everybody. Like you saw wives there with their kids who had such a good time because of stuff this stuff did. Like shows just don't do that anymore. And when when you have guys like EJ, Rob, and Jay, that's like that's like the the dream team. And what's so cool about them? is talking to them like leading up to the show and like take this and no like disrespect EJ but like everybody knew their role like Rob was the brand you you were the IT guy Jay got table Jay talks to everybody you know what I mean like everybody came together and you guys did a hell of a job dude and and I mean check out these end results right? yeah for sure EJ we're gonna go to you next and uh I really want to get get I want to hear from you I think I think because this the Burbank show has there was a, as Mark said earlier, there was a ton of hype leading up to it. Great marketing strategy, great social media strategy. The show itself rocked. And even in the aftermath, we're hearing people still talking about the show. Can you take us through your experience? And first of all, was, was this your first time promoting a card show? So I, I host the Newport Showcase, which literally, it's, it's crazy to think about. It's been less than a year since I hosted the first Newport Showcase, which is now a regional show in the Southern California, Orange County area. And I actually declined hosting that show about five times. It was two of my other business partners that I knew since college that, I, and I'd never, ever expected to be an organizer or a host of a show, never in my wildest dreams. I know me and Mark have talked about this and it just became a forced thing that ended up being a, a, a God-given opportunity. And, and that one show basically made enough noise for uh for i believe it was one of the burbank guys to pretty much tell rob hey there's another show that's going on and that i knew ryan at the time but i didn't know rob rob didn't know who i was and once once it kind of clicked it really just it's 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 definitely a, a story in itself of how it came about and again going back to the experience that i have it's been literally less than a year and i've hosted I'd say about what is that four this is my fourth show. So it's kind of crazy to really think about it being that being the event director for the Burbank card show. A lot of people think that there's been some professional servicing, things like that. When really it's just been, I've seen, you know, I go to all the shows. I go to all the out of state shows. I go to a lot of the shows back home. And I think I basically, there's really no scientific 
way to be the best event director you could be. It's literally just seeing, okay, maybe you could fix that. Maybe you could fix this. And even with our show, there's things that we're definitely taking to part and, and, you know, taking and, and, and we're going to fix here and there. And, and it's just all coming pretty fast is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, so, but how do you feel now that it's all said and done? And how did you feel during, like, I want to get into your head here a little bit. What were you thinking the night before the show? What were you thinking during the show and the day after? Well, definitely the day before the show, I te- I think it was Rob that texted me. And I think if, if anything, it was Rob that was more worried than anything. Because me and Jay, we literally pretty much looked at it and said, hey, we did everything that we could. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And And I'm not a superstitious guy. So I ended up actually, I couldn't sleep. So I ended up turning on the Woodstock documentary on Netflix. And uh, literally within the first 20 minutes, I thought of everything that could go wrong. <laughs> so, so, you know, watching that definitely, you know, it definitely kind of sparked a little bit. But on the way to Burbank and then leading up to that Thursday, I think it was that second hour of that Thursday preview night where I knew, okay, we had something special. And I think it was that saturday night where folks started congratulating us and you know saying what they're going to say you know we we hear all of it we see all the comments and again it's very humbling but there's definitely a lot of work still to be done but i think it was that saturday night where it finally hit me that hey we were probably on to something yeah no for sure and what about what about monday after it was all over monday was awesome uh literally shut I literally had to turn off Instagram uh, for both the Burbank page as well as my personal page. Just the the overwhelming support from friends, peers. And again, this is a, a year in the making of a ton of hours being put into this. I've, I've said this numerous times that Rob probably didn't have to do anything and I would have been forever grateful for that man and allowing me to pretty much lead a brand that he's built and his family has built for years to pretty much a, a relatively unknown guy like myself in, in, in a national scale and literally trusted me with the brand. And that's something that I'm forever grateful for. And going back to what he's done, he could have done nothing, but just allowed me to use the brand. But the guy has opened so many doors and, and it, kudos to Rob, if anything, because Rob has done a lot more that a lot of people don't see that is kind of behind the scenes, making sure that there's the right corporate partners. We've turned down some pretty strong corporate partners because it did not match the Burbank brand. It just didn't match. And, and kudos to to that brand. And man, it's, it's just an incredible partnership and, you know, hopefully we could keep going from this for years to come. Yeah, well, I mean, congratulations uh, again as we're we as we've all been sort of fawning over the show. Um, I thought it was it was just awesome. Mark, you got something to jump in with? Yeah, I would just say that if the biggest complaint of the show was the long line, you did your job. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. yeah there were. There were lineups around the building at three o'clock on Saturday and you, you don't see that at card shows ever anywhere. So, but I think that just shows how, how big of a demand there is for sports card and events in Southern California and people wanted to come to this show. I mean, 
and and again to what you're saying about rob um his brand is definitely strong and uh and attaching himself to it like you said bringing in corporate partners that fit the brand all really wonderful stuff and the fact that he was willing to put his faith into you and jay to let you guys run with this thing and do the heavy lifting that does say a lot so that says a lot about you ej and i think that's something to recognize um gonna go to a couple of comments that have come in uh eddie siegel from investacard here says that one, it was one of the best shows so far this year kept me on my feet all three days that's pretty uh that's pretty high praise right there to be kept on your feet all three days although Eddie's one of the Eddie's a grinder. Eddie's always on his feet work work in the room. Jordan Hudson, what's going on? Jerry Hodge, good to see you. Uh, no city says the only thing the only thing missing was the kebabs from the Newport show. <laughs> Joe Perot says it was a fantastic experience in so many ways. Says the VIP was well worth it. He was there the whole time. Uh, this is Jeremy from Collectors League says uh, let's go then he says dallas is the epicenter and i think you know what this is a healthy debate a healthy little you know i don't want to call it war but a health you know this is the oh we just lost mark briefly he'll be back it's, it's a healthy uh kind, kind of rivalry to have between dallas and socal because dallas has along with the dallas card show which is a big deal it also has a lot of corporate head offices in the hobby yeah. located right around it so it definitely is i would think the next you know between dallas and socal together they make up the epicenter does that does that make sense to you ej and uh steph by the way dallas the dallas card show kyle leo rubin and the guys have done an incredible job and it was funny because leo texted me about a couple days after the show congratulating me and and, uh, you know, it's funny, we have our own history between myself and Leo and the guys over there. And it's really cool to see the progression, not only of, of, of us at Burbank, but the progression of the Dallas Card Show. And it's always my favorite show. I could probably, I, I've been to Dallas so many times, I could probably fly out, get to the Fort Worth airport and literally close my eyes and be able to get to the facility. Like It's how much, you know, being able to be at that hotel. It's definitely an inspiration behind us finding the the venue that we use for the Burbank show, being that the hotel and the convention center is tied in. So kudos to everybody in the Texas area. And yeah, I will say that Dallas does have a tough fight being the epicenter. So, you know, we'll definitely uh, consider that on uh, as years to come. Yeah, I'd love to hear Rob's response to that. Hey, Rob, if you happen to be watching, let us know what you think. Mark, we're just talking about, you know, how Dallas is also an epicenter and it has a lot of corporate presence as far as head offices within gotcha. the hobby. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just want to apologize. My phone overheated. I'm literally sitting in this way. <laughs> it's temperature is too hot. Then the phone shut down. So I put it in the freezer and grabbed the frozen water bottle to keep by it. Let's, let's see nice. if it works. <laughs> put a nice well, pack on it. We got a for Sports Card Live here. I appreciate it, Mark. Put a nice pack on it. Steph, let's go back to you now and talk a bit about um, – Kind of what you do in the hobby. I don't know how much of my audience is familiar with you, but let us know a bit of what you do in the hobby. And then let's dive into the the kids hobby hunt that you held at the show and really what that meant and, and a bit more about the reaction to it. Okay, thank you. So yeah, I do um, Mama Breaks on Instagram. I do breaks on whatnot and the card shop live mostly. And I've also been setting up in the SoCal shows as a vendor for the past year. I think I'm coming at my one year anniversary where I did shows with the union marketplace 
and Jay SoCal premiere shows and EJ's uh, Newport showcase. So I wanted to make a comment about Dallas. I've actually never been to Dallas and I've heard from others that it could be the epicenter because it's so easy to get to for everyone. It was so tough for me to make it to the East coast from here. I had never been that far away from my kids or from LA. So just it's a testament to Jay and to EJ and to the guys, uh, Wiley and Alex at the Union Marketplace, how they've turned in. They've turned in SoCal to this card scene that it is because of all those shows. So I've been able to really put my name and my brand out there because of them. They give us sort of like a platform to to do everything that we do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my breaks and I do the shows. And the last Union Marketplace show, which was in March, I think, was the first time I decided to do the kids hobby hunt. And that just came from a, a place for me where I was a teacher. I just quit teaching to do this full time. So this is my first year not being a teacher. And it just really comes from a place of uh, wanting to promote positive interactions between kids and vendors. Personally, as a, I was, as a woman and just a shy kid, I think it was very hard for me to do that, going up and asking the price of a card or starting a negotiation and all that. And I feel like the Kids Hobby Hunt kind of promotes those positive interactions and gives them that extra boost of confidence that comes with positive interactions with adults. And they get a prize and it's earned, which I really love. I think that's another uh, lesson to be learned in the hobby right now that you know you can't just get things for free and the reaction at this Burbank show was amazing we had over a hundred kids participate and that's a turnout that I wasn't expecting I was finding myself making more and more bags um all the positive support from all the vendors uh eBay uh, sponsored the bags as well was so exciting and I just think my takeaway from it is that this is going to continue to grow and be even bigger and hopefully be a staple at every show moving forward so yeah I, I think yeah go ahead Mark yeah I just think that what you do for the kids is so needed at all these shows because like as a kid like I was a collector and like my, my neighbor friend turned me on to that. You know what I mean? And like, I never imagined that I'd be able to turn a hobby into a career, but you never know with some of these kids, like right. what they're doing. Some of these kids are really sharp, but even the ones who are just getting into it, like you're keeping collecting fun. And like, I think that's such a big part of the hobby because that's going to be the future. Right. Well, that's just it. The future, the, the future, right? We need, we need, we as the, as collectors and investors and in sports cards, we need there to be a future. Otherwise, nobody's going to want these things when we're gone. So it's a, it's 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 self-serving. But I think a big part of it is that, I mean, I can speak for myself. I love it so much. I want to expose young people to it because I think that they will love it so much. And Steph made a really important comment when she said that there's important lessons to be to be to be had here in terms of earning something. You know, you you had you they had to earn the prize. But it's even it goes deeper than that. Kids in the hobby who are out there talking to vendors who are, you know, a kid might be eight to 15 years old. And there could be a vendor there who is, you know, 30 years old and up or whatever, 25 and up. It doesn't matter. But an adult and these kids are learning how to negotiate with adults and how to talk to them and how to have confidence and look them in the eyes and shake hands and 
that to me is where the hobby offers an education that you don't really get anywhere else that I can think of unless you're in it, you know, or unless you wait until you're, you're an adult and you're in the, the world of business and you're actually out there making a living. But it's a great training ground for future entrepreneurs, business people and, right. and business leaders. And the world needs that. So I think I think we offer we as we being the hobby offer a great curriculum uh, just in terms of being able to do these things. And Steph, you're, you're nodding strongly. I can everyone's nodding. I think it does make a lot of sense with that. Um, and also to you, Steph, congrats on moving on from your original career and on to this. Uh, that's uh, that's a- always a lot of fun. And I've recently done something very similar. So <laughs> let's uh, we'll move on in one moment. A couple more comments that have come in. Uh, Wizards Sports Card says this was the best card show ever. Cash was flowing. I'm not surprised to hear either parts of that comment. Toa in the house says good evening. Yeah, it was amazing. Toa would have been great to see you there. A wizard says the bartering is a lifelong skill. And that's what I'm talking about, right? Learning how to do that as a young kid, it might make their parents a little frustrated because now they're going to negotiate for later <laughs> bedtimes and more, more money and all this kind of stuff, but still very, very good. Uh, we have Texas car dude in the house. Good evening to you, Brad. Toa says that the kids are sharks. I mean, they're learning well and they're, they're learn- learning from some of the best. And we have a Jay Costco says the kids are the next generation of collectors. They should never be ignored. And I'm going to give, I'm going to just share something that I do. Like I've been setting up as a vendor, a card show since about 2005. And one of my, one of the things that I do at a card show, when a kid comes up to my booth, I don't care what they're doing. I don't care if they come up with cards in, in a nice case, or they have them in a, in a grocery bag loose. If a kid comes up to my booth and the kid says, Hey, you want to look at my cards? Automatic answer is yes. There's never a hesitation. The answer is yes, no matter what. You, you, I don't. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't find anything. You're lucky if you find something you want, but it doesn't matter. Pay that kid respect. Give them the time of day. Help yep. build their confidence. Help make them feel like they're a part of something. And I think it's 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 just an easy way for us to in, help ensure the future health of the hobby. Um, with that, like you know, Mark. You're, you're just such a great ambassador for the hobby. Do you see that being sort of common practice right now with people? Are we, are we, are the greater we giving the kids enough attention when they come by our booths at card shows? So, I mean, going back to the Burbank show, like what they did, EJ said how they kind of screened the dealers and did stuff like that. I think it was wonderful because this industry is so hands-on and somebody could get taken advantage of very quick by somebody who's not on the up and up, you know? And right. to have as many kids like you advertise the kids day, the family oriented show. And it brought a lot of kids there. And I think being hands on and getting to communicate and deal in person is is so important. Like you said, um, it, it's a skill that it, like uh, it's a skill that a kid's only going to learn by doing it. And if he's out there in a safe environment like the Burbank show or some of these other shows that are out there. Um, I think I think that that's really going to grow the future of this industry. Definitely. EJ, let's, let's just get some comments on this from you as the organizer, you know, working with the vendors, working with Steph on the, the kids hobby hunt. Are, are you I, this is going to sound like a silly question because, of course, you are. But I want to hear you say it. How proud are you of all the kids that came through there and the and the involvement that Steph and Mark had with the with the event and and uh, getting kids just to love this hobby and in a way helping them helping them with life skills. 
Well, it, it definitely was a proud moment for us as a team, just because, I mean, the hobby, it, the hobby in itself is for the kids, right? I mean, it, we're just the adults that just never grew up and, and, and decided to just stay in this hobby being selfish. And, and I think we, we probably should have an helping hand of, of getting that next generation. I think one of the biggest things that I've started to realize as a whole was there's not enough of education. There's not enough. There's more judgmental than anything of, oh, wow, they're ultra modern. You know, they're not this or they're not collecting vintage. Now I see guys that are under the age of 18 and they're collecting vintage. And it's it's insane. And I, I find myself having to 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 kind of adjust and, and see that and, and kind of take away from the transactional side of the hobby and realizing that the collectorism of the hobby is how we all got in. Because at one point we were fans of a player. I, you know, the famous story that Mark talks about is Ernie Banks and how he pretty much gave that hand to, to, to Mark so that Mark could get into this industry. Steph's a big Dodger fan. And, um, you know, being able to, to be a fan first off instead of, you know, the making money side is great. We're, we're definitely proud of that. We're definitely – one of the comments was there was a ton of cash flowing, and that's definitely a priority for us, especially for our dealers and for those that have spent thousands of dollars to come to our shows. That is top A priority. But right next to that, if that more than that, is being able to create an enjoyable show that is, is geared towards those that aren't necessarily in the hobby so that we grow that. And going back to other shows, that's why it's important to have – a union marketplace. That's why it's important to have another big show that is that size of a national, because I think that this current state of the hobby and just every day, there's that one kid that's like, you know what? My friend's collecting and he's 10 years old. Next, you know, they're going to be 16 years old listening to Sasha T and they're watching Josh Roth or watching all these other YouTube guys, Mojo. And they're like, man, I want to be like those guys. And regardless of whatever, vertical they may have or whatever reason they may have when that's making money or whether that's collecting that just shows proven fact that we're able to educate and we're able to keep that wide open gate open instead of having that judgmental side of oh like you know because we see it all the time when we, we all go to shows uh, i don't know he doesn't he has he has some low-end cards he has this and that when, when realistically some of the low-end dealers are the guys that make the most money you know, yeah. so it's really cool to see that um, and see the progression and, and for us to host a show that that uh, Stephanie brought it up where, you know, just a great amount of kids showed up and, and, and kudos to the parents, by the way, for trusting us with that and trusting Stephanie and, and uh, you know, we had I had a conversation with Steph. I, I, I hate to throw Steph under the bus, but Steph was like, you know, I, on the trade day on a Saturday, you know, I don't know if it's going to pack up as much as I thought. And I kind of took that as a challenge, so I think I went, uh, I went, I went behind her back a little bit and started inviting some of our parents and making sure that while these parents are dealing, the wife could could go ahead and, and be at that trade day, and 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 it kind of rivaled the Kobe, uh, the, it kind of rivaled the Kobe room a little bit. So it was really cool to 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 see that in in person, and and Steph has done an incredible job, and of course Mark with his uh <laughs> with his share of of splee with with what he's got going on with the with the uh. With with his little uh, promo cards and things like that. It's cool. It's cool to really get all these kids involved because one day these kids are going to be 24 and we're just going to be like, man, like hire us. <laughs> we're going to be yeah. going to their shows one day. Yeah, we're you know what I mean? For real. Shows. 
And and lastly, I'm sorry to mention that there there's a ton of conversation about okay, Burbank versus this, Burbank versus that. EJ, you worried about this show? You know what I'm most worried about, Jeremy, is that 13 year old kid that's like, you know what, that EJ guy, he's done an okay job, but I think I could do better. And by <laughs> the time he's like 25, I'm just gonna be like, hey man, you remember me for that show? I got you in. So don't well. forget. About it. <laughs> That's going to keep you on your toes and as it should, because you're right. There's a lot of young entrepreneurs and, and we're the ones we, we being, you know, the, the, the more mature hobbyists are the ones that are grooming them for that. So right. we only, we only have ourselves to blame for future competition. But right, right. I think I heard a lot of people say in the weeks leading up to the Burbank show, I heard, you know, there were apparently like five shows going on in the country that weekend. And I heard a couple of people say on different, different uh, content creators that, I think Burbank's going to be all ultra modern basketball, so I'm not going to bother going. And I can tell you, it wasn't all ultra modern basketball. Steph, you made the comment earlier that you were able to find everything you were looking for. Can you speak a bit to the the breadth of of product that was available on the show floor? Yeah, I saw vintage. I saw vendors with ultra modern, with modern basketball, baseball, football was really hot. And I just think it's a testament to EJ and Rob where they handpicked different regions. So we didn't only see, you know, Kobe and Justin Herbert or those on the East Coast. I saw everything. I was actually able to pick up a Sandy Koufax Kershaw dual auto patch. That's something I was looking for at the National and I couldn't find anything like it. So I was really happy with that purchase. You know, that brings me to something that is a is a a false premise in the hobby that people say that, uh, you know, if you go to the national, you, you can find any card you want, you can find it at the national. And I believe that might've been true up until the end of the uh, end of the 1900s, you know, but now with there being so many cards, so many sets, it just isn't true anymore. There's, there's thousands of cards you're not going to find at the national. But what that tells me is that it makes, it makes it that much more of a motivation to go to all bunch of other shows because hey Stephanie she, Steph couldn't find that card at the national but she found it in her backyard at the Burbank show and that's a great thing to know that the Burbank show can produce some of these really hard to find cards I'll share a personal story with you guys <clears throat> there's I I I picked up a pretty important card at the show at the Burbank show it's a card I've been looking for for my collection for 15 years not a rare card but one of these cards where you want to find the right copy because it's a vintage piece. And I've been literally 15 years looking for this card. I wish I would have found a copy 15 years ago. I would have saved a lot of money. But I ended up, I'll show you. I have it right here. I ended up picking up my very first Willie Mays 51 Bowman rookie card. And I've been looking for a copy of this that would fit my collection for a long time. I didn't find it at the National. I found found other cards at the National, but I found this at the Burbank show. I was not expecting it, but I did. So... You know, just again, you never know what you're going to find at any card show. And I think that's we have these, why we have people in the hobby, like these treasure hunters, including Mark, who Mark's out all the time, seven right. days a week, looking for treasures in the hobby. So um, just, just great stuff uh, all around there. Um, <clears throat> the venue itself. Let's talk about the venue for a moment, guys, because I loved it. I, I loved the convenience. I, the Marriott's a nice hotel. You had the tables outside. I was at the tag booth for most of the show and right outside of the door beside us were these tables with chairs and a couple of nice, comfortable chairs you could sit on. It was nice to be able to go sit down. You you had the nice, the decent restaurant in the Marriott. 
you have the outdoor bar restaurant as well. Um, talk a bit about how you guys enjoyed the venue as, as I just did. Um, Mark, why don't we start with you? I mean, I think they could have had a 50 or 60,000 square foot facility and still had the same problem they had. The venue is awesome. I mean, it's safe. It's nice. The food's good. Like you don't have to leave there for anything really. That's everything right there. I think the, the, like you said, the hotel in general is just a really nice hotel being the Marriott, the lobby. I mean, when, when these guys do their lobby takeovers, I mean, trade nights advertised from seven to midnight. I went down there at two 30 in the morning on Saturday night and there's guys in the lobby still trading. Like right. I think, and there was a lot of kids down there. I think that the parents felt like it was a good environment for that as well. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's a great venue. I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked about the the Kobe display. We talked about the trade nights. The trade nights were actually, while there was the lobby takeover, there was a separate sort of ballroom right off the lobby that you guys had, EJ, for, for trade night. And it was every night. And it was packed in there every night. I don't even know when you kick people out. I was in bed already, but I know it was packed all the way through. Um, but let's end with you on this, EJ. Let's go to Steph again. Just the venue, Steph. How much did you enjoy it compared to other venues that you've been to for card shows? Well, I used to work in Burbank for a few years, and Burbank is my favorite city in Southern California. So I'm traveling now from Ontario, and I had so much to do around there. There are so many card shops around there now. And like um, Mark said, the restaurants are all really good. And everyone that I spoke to and asked how their flight was was very pleased that they only took a shuttle from the airport to the card show. I know that's, that's huge. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, I personally flew into LAX, so it was a bit different, but if anyone flew, when I was flying internationally, if you're flying domestically, that Burbank airport is right there. Lots right. of food in the area. Never mind what's, what's at the hotel. I guess the, the only, the only drawback was the square footage. And I mean, there's, we had a, you know, there's a lot of narrative that, it, it wasn't big enough and and that you know like even like as mark said even if you had ten thousand extra square feet i think the problem would have been the same but ej tell us first of all how pleased were you with the marriott and then what are your plans for the next version of the burbank card show well i really hope i don't i don't get anyone in trouble when i say this but the marriott you know the good folks that we've worked with have been nothing but incredible it was definitely the opposite that I personally expected. Usually you hear horror stories when you're working with corporations, especially when you're running card shows or events in general. And they've been nothing but incredible. They, I, I'm trying to explain to them, and, and, and I think kudos to my business partner, our logistics director, Jay, who is pretty much the, the silent prince in this, and, and he's, he doesn't get enough credit. I mean, I hate the guy's guts. I mean, the guy gets on me every day. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I hate to give him all the credit publicly here on your channel, my brother, but uh, but he was incredible. I mean, being able to explain to the Marriott, hey, this is what's going to go down at 2.30 in the, in in the morning. There's going to be a ton of kids that haven't showered all day, and, and this is what's going to happen. Are they staying there? No, they're not staying at the Marriott, but they're going to be there at 2.30 in the morning. So it was, it was, it was uh, one of those things that Jay did an incredible job of explaining to them, being able to understand time that that's things that people don't understand is that being able to coordinate with your host at hand is a job in itself and they just did an incredible job and to bring up the space 
when Rob and I made that infamous selfie post, we our original goal was to cater to Southern California, and that is still our number one goal, Jeremy, is to cater to the Southern California area, something that a Stephanie that has is not used to flying out or has kids, they don't have to fly out and spend the week at a Dallas or a national. Rather, why not have our own thing? It's not necessarily something that we were trying to take away from somebody else that's out of town. And, and going back to other shows, yes, we were very much aware there was other shows around the country. But even until, literally until Mark brought it up a couple months before the show, I did not expect this to be what it was you know i'm gonna be really frank with you rob probably didn't either as much as uh he doesn't want to say it like we had conversations and 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 going back to ticket sales ticket sales didn't ramp up and by the way guys for those of you guys watching i'm giving it full transparency right now our ticket sales didn't ramp up until maybe like a month and a half actually at the national and it was to a point where I had to delete the our, our our POS account because it kept ringing up while I was at the National. And it became to a point where, again, Jeremy, it was very humbling, but it also became very clear that, hey, we need Wi-Fi. So we paid extra money for Wi-Fi and, and it wasn't cheap. That's number one. And number two, we had to make sure that we had the fire marshal code in place. And a lot of people don't know, but uh, I'm the one to blame for that Sunday sellout because I had to restrict the ticket sales because of the fact that I expected that Sunday to have a line. And I didn't want to I didn't want it to where we had that same situation on Sunday. And again, the line is great on a PR standpoint. That's great. But for myself, Rob and Jay, that is the last thing we want at the next show. We want to make sure that it's flowing. And and I, I was supposed to head to vacation. Uh, it turns out Rob decided to go on vacation himself. And Jay's probably going to go on a vacation himself. I had to stay another week to figure out how we could solve that with the Marriott. Because we're definitely going it, to – it's about it, – it's more than likely that we're going to be there again for what, at least one more time. It's a little caveat here. It's a little secret uh, exclusive you hear it first on, on the Jeremy podcast, on the Sports Card Live podcast. But – at least one more time, we're going to be there. So we're trying our very best to to alleviate that line and to be able to direct people to another facility, whether that's the trade day with Mama Breaks, whether that's another area that we could attract them to and be able to put them in place. That are That's things that we're currently working right now. And I don't want to leak too much, but we're definitely working on the next, I'd like to say a multi-show situation to where we are looking at some 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 vendors. I mean, some vendors, some venues, and it's to a point where it's even it's even scary to think about it. And and it's awesome. To, it's an awesome position to be in, and it wouldn't be possible without the guys that were a part of it. Yeah, right on. I want. I just want to say that uh, you know, I like that you were at the national. You noticed that the Wi-Fi was an issue, and you learned from that. And it's almost like if that didn't happen in Atlantic city, you might've had been the ones with the problem at Burbank. So that was a, that ended up working in your favor. Uh, Mark, what did you, what did you want to jump in with? Yeah. I was just going to say that I heard a lot of people saying, I mean, they all complained about how long the line was, but once they got in the show, they're like, wow, it was worth the wait. Like I heard several people say that. So as long as, I mean, people stand two hours at Disneyland for a line that lasts 45 seconds for a ride. Like, you stand two hours for something that you really like and you can spend a couple hours in there. That's well worth it, I think, you know, and 
like the show, how, how EJ was saying, how they kind of screened the dealers and all that. There was literally something there for everybody. There was stuff from 10 cents up to half a million dollars. Actually, right. a couple million dollars when uh, when coffee breakers brought in the PMGs and stuff. Right. Like that was a crazy display that, that you wouldn't see anywhere else. You wouldn't even see that at the National, but right. it was at the Burbank show. Yeah, and I want to add breakers. to that if I can, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, going back to price points, that's all raw because we looked at our – uh, going into, I would say like four months into the show, we were looking at our, our dealer list and Rob is like, where's the price points? And he kind of got on me a little bit. And he's like, Hey, like these are some hot, these are some guys that are well-known guys, but where's the price points? So Rob decided to take it upon his own hands in the infamous fishbowl that is at the Burbank sports cards uh, shop. He ended up just, you know what? I'm going to wheel my own shop and, and bring it to the foyer. So Man, kudos to Rob for doing that because it, it became a packed house for everybody to where, you know, there's price points for everybody where a kid could have 20 bucks and he could have a Yeah, no, make def, definitely uh, the, the, the fishbowl that he had at the front where every card was 25 cents. That thing was packed the whole time. People were picking through those. Let's go to some comments from the crowd. Triple V says that vintage is the confluence of design, art, history, storytelling, and nostalgia that makes it so special to me. Just a nice comment about vintage, but I, I agree 100%. Wizard says that just like how West Coasters don't want to fly to Atlantic City, the East Coasters didn't want to fly out there. Travel prices are overinflated, and it's a it's a blessing in disguise. There wasn't there wasn't room in this version anyway, but maybe next time, as EJ has been alluding to. David French says, I wish there was a national show tour. All the big cities get one weekend a year. That would be a lot of fun for sure. Uh, FD in the house says, uh, this is a great group. Great conversation. Thanks, FD, who was on the panel on the, the preview show two weeks ago. Uh, John Wee, uh, actually, I'm wearing his shirt right now from center stage, says the Burbank show was awesome for me personally. Had a lot of fun, even though it was a bit hot and crowded. It was. It was crowded. I mean, it was the, the temperature, the climate that weekend was very, it was beautiful in L.A. And I found the parts of the parts of the show floor were a little bit warmer than others. And I don't know if there's anything that can be done about that next time, but not not a big enough complaint to warrant not going. That's for darn sure. Wizards picked up a Kobe Stardate 2000 at Burbank's shop today. Super pumped. Very nice. Congratulations to you. Alexander says, great show, way to execute with marketing, which was definitely uh, uh, just, you guys killed it. And then uh, Dimension Collectibles, I went to the fishbowl when I needed a break from the main room. LOL, what's up, ladies and fellas? Yeah, good to see you, Dimension Collectibles. Let, let me ask you guys this. I think people want to hear, any big deals? Like I showed you guys my new Willie Mays card. Did And, and for EJ... You, I don't know if you even had a chance to go shopping for yourself during the show. You were so busy running it. So, Steph, let's start with you. You said you found what you, were, you found your dual auto. Did you find anything else in the room that you were excited about, or did you hear of any big transactions that happened? And then Mark will go to you. Same question. Yeah, that was my big purchase: the the Kofax Kershaw dual patch auto game use. But other than, I love. Um, John's showcase strike zone. Uh, he's usually up in the Bay Area, and you see that's. I love that EJ said that. Like a person like me, a mom with two kids, I would love to go up to the Bay Area to that show. I know it gets crazy, and they have a lot of good stuff. I haven't been able to go. I haven't been able to go to the Dallas show, but I was able to do both shows at the Burbank show. 
So right. I'm really appreciative of them for that. And um, yeah, I was so busy with the the kids. I didn't hear too many things about any deals. I'm interested to see if Mark did. Yeah. How about you, Mark? So I was able to walk through the show and I buy different things. I'm not looking for the same stuff. Everyone else is looking for the, the brand new stuff, the prism optic mosaic select. Like that's not me. I look for the more of the hall of famer autos, some vintage stuff. I was able to find some of that stuff, work some deals with some guys, but you want to talk about big deals. I mean, EJ, every time you walk by Terrence's table, there was a big deal going on every time. Big deal. Like if, big you, deal. if, if you saw his case and John from Petaluma, and all that. I mean, there was some fire in the room and these guys were selling a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I talked to one guy, uh, one, one of the guys who did make the trip in the East coast, uh, Justin, he goes by six ten sports cards on Instagram because he's literally six foot 10. If you were at the show, you probably saw him one day at the show. I was chatting with him and he, he I said, how's it going? He goes, I'm having a great time. I go, any deals? He goes, not a one. I'm like, Oh really? Not a one deal, but you're having fun. He goes, yeah, it's a good show. Talk to him the next day. He's like, it's the best show I've ever had from a deal perspective. So you just don't know what to expect. I, from right. what he told me the day before to what he told me the next day, I was like, wow, you went from not do, you know not doing anything, and then the next day, you absolutely killed it. Mark. I just want to jump on and, and add to that. Like I will attest to that. I think I told Stephanie on uh, Friday morning, I hadn't bought one thing yet, and I was there all Thursday night. And all the way up until Friday afternoon, I didn't buy one thing. I was walking around, talking to people, meeting people, and I, that's what happens. And then you end up doing a bunch of deals by the end of the show. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, I picked up five or six cards altogether. I showed you one of them. I'm going to show the rest of them tomorrow night on, on my regular episode of Sports Cards Live. But um, there was there were I found myself kind of going back to a couple of tables over and over again to see if a card I was interested in was still there, sort of hoping it wouldn't be so that I wouldn't be tempted to buy it. Cause I, had, after I bought my Willie Mays, I was kind of tapped out. So, but you know, there were, there were a few gems. I mean, there were lots of gems, but for what I'm looking for, there were a few Jeremy gems in the room that, uh, that I was excited to be able to see. And, uh, and a couple that, that I was able to acquire. So it was a very successful show for me. And, and staying on the topic of me for a moment, I was there representing tag grading because I've now joined tag grading as, you know, I moved my career into, into the hobby as a member of that team. And we at being tag grading, we got to launch the company really for the first time in public at the Burbank card show. And after hearing what you were saying, EJ, about how, you guys were picky about the corporate presence, the corporate vendors that you had. I find it very um, flattering that you were willing to have tag in the room. We're, we're new to the scene. And, uh, and I mean, we had a great show at the tag booth. It, our booth was packed all the time and the response was, was really great. Um, what did it mean to you guys, EJ, as the, as the organizers to be able to introduce a new grading company that is, you know, located, we are based in Los Angeles and we're the first truly automated grading company to enter the space. What did it mean to you guys to be able to have us there? Well, again, I, you know, we, we were very proud of having the, the two juggernauts at the moment, right? PSA and Beckett. And that's, that's no secret, but I'm, I'm very big in, in just overall good people and, and good networking. And, and just, I, I just thought the, uh, I call them the, uh, the, 
the uh, the greatest tag team in the hobby, and that's Mike, Matt, and Mark. And 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 shout out to Ultimate Pastimes for even introducing us. I just got off of a meeting at the National, and literally five minutes later, I I link up with Mark, Ultimate Pastimes, and there it was. It was two. Sean, I'm a big wrestling fan. There was this Sean Michaels and Marty Janetti, the Rockers lookalike dudes. And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? And it was just, you know, again, going back to not being as transactional. Like, I didn't know who they were. And then they just pretty much elevator pitched me. And Mark pretty much knew who I was. And I didn't really expect much from it. And literally, I think a couple days later, Michael gave me a, a call and, and pretty much told me, Hey, look, if you know, and it wasn't an entitlement call, it was just look like, you know, uh, it wasn't even like, Hey, like, get, Hey, look, you know, if, if you can, you know, if not the next show or even the next show, you know, we'd love for you guys to consider us. And I will say this, Jeremy, I was completely blown away. It was, it was beyond my expectations of just, the professionality of of the brothers and then of course meeting steve alone has has been uh has been a delight and uh you know scott and and the team over there at tag and and of course congratulations to you i i just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of in my opinion is this is the hobby is growing and we have a and b but that's not solidified in the next couple years i would like to say and I will say this is that innovation has been very, very impressive in tags end. And I, I, I definitely, I'm definitely excited to see how it goes. Not even in a couple of years, I'd like to see them in, in at the end. I'd like to see you guys at the end of the year and to see the progression. I remember pre-sales sold out, right. And then at the show to be able to roll it out at the show. And, and mind you, Michael was not holding back. He was like, no, we're going to, is this the space? Is this the space? And, and, you know, a lot of you guys that don't know my business partner, Jay, uh, I call him the big grump for a reason. And for some odd reason, Jay loved these guys. And uh, Michael took full advantage and, and the tag booth was, was a sight to see my in-laws who uh, full disclosure are, are 70 plus years old Thai folks who aren't really used to the hobby. They thought it was the Apple store. <laughs> they were very much surprised. And they were like, how did my son-in-law get the Apple store to come to the show? So um, it was really cool. And, and I'm, I'm really excited for you, of course, but, but also just to see just the, what the future holds for tag and to be able to uh, for, for, for tag to, to be able to, to launch at our event. It's, it's, it was humbling and it was very much. Uh, well, no, I appreciate, appreciate all those comments. You threw out a bunch of names there, Steve, you mentioned Steve, he's the founder of tag. You mentioned Michael and Mark and Matthew. They're the, we call them the three M's. They're the three, they're three brothers who are co-founders of the company. And these guys are spectacular young men. And uh, so I appreciate the, those comments. Steph, did you get a chance to come check out the, the tag booth? Yes, I did. And I met the brothers. And like I said, I was very impressed by their professionalism. And uh, as far as the company, I'm very impressed at how long that the thought process behind it was, all the patents and everything that you did before launching, I think is very respectable, especially now with everyone, you know, the boom happening. Everyone thinks that they want to start a business and all that. So that says a lot about tag to begin with. And second, I was very impressed by the value that you're bringing to collectors. So I think it's very obvious to say that, you know, the secondary market is very picky 
when it comes to what sells and what doesn't. So, but when it comes to the collector, um, when I see new grading companies, I first of all look at the aesthetic. The slab is beautiful. It really is. And I don't see how you can improve it. I, I had some some suggestions that I talked to one of the brothers about, but as far as like the value that you provide with the QR codes and looking exactly where the flaws are, the population reports are going to be, you know, I could just see everything that you're going to tie in, how you can do improvements in the future. You're setting yourself up for that <clears throat> and being able to download the pictures so that you can post them on your page. I think it's awesome too. So that was my big takeaway that I shared with the brothers is that uh, all the value that you're providing. Right. I think is important. Yeah. Appreciate that. Mark, I know Mark, you're, you're a, you're a friend of tag. You're, you introduced us to, to EJ and team. So um, what did, what did you think about what you saw? Well, the show? I, mean, I thought, I thought that the setup was amazing. I mean, you had a national type setup at Burbank at the Marriott, you know, like you really did. And something that I love that tag brings to the, to the community is the, the question of why is being answered. Like everybody asks, like, why did my card get what it got? Why, why is it an eight or why is it a nine? Well, with tag, when you scan that QR code, it tells you why it is what it is. And it shows you why it is what it is. It tells you where the defects are. And what Stephanie said to get that professional image, to be able to download into an, or I'm sorry, to upload onto your favorite platform to sell it. Like when I take pictures and I scan things on, I get such crazy glares on cards and they're giving you a professional image just ready to sell like that. Yeah, that, that is what, that is what we're doing. And um, you know, I'm new to the team. I actually officially joined the team the night before the Burbank show. I flew in Wednesday and I sat with Steve in his office until 2:30 AM kind of discussing my joining the team. And then the next day, Thursday, for the the, sneak, the VIP sneak peek, I, you know, I, I, I knew that it, when it opened to the public, I was going to put on my tag shirt. Well, I had to let people know, you know, I have the show and I had to make a statement. So I said to Steve, I'm going to, I'm going to announce it right before the show opens. So we were up, we were in your office till 2.30 AM last night. We didn't get anything signed. But it's like let's let's shake hands. Let's shake hands. I'm gonna go put on the shirt and uh, and we're off to the races. And so that all happened, for which was for me in my personal life a monumental occasion. I'm switching. I have a 25 year professional accounting finance career behind me now. I'm leaving that. I'm going into the hobby. I'm going into tag because I believe in it so much. I love the team. What we're what we're doing and the fact that it's been in the works for 10 years. You know, it doesn't, you, you can't build up an automated grading system in three months, or I don't even think two years, there's a lot that goes into it. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been a long time in the making and here we are ready to, ready to go. So I want to thank you all for those comments, of course, special to me as being someone who is now, um, you know, a part of the team. So it was, it was special for us to, to launch in our backyard. Well, not my backyard, but I, it's funny. I'm the only person that works remotely. So I call them the LA team. I'm the only person that's not on the LA team, but it was really special for the LA team to be able to, to launch the, the, the company. In You're the one backyard. of us now, Jeremy. You're one of us now. You're Southern California for sure. Well, I felt like I fit right in. That's kudos to all three of you and everyone else that was at the show. And uh, the community down there is it's second to none. And, you know, I've been doing this hobby for 40 years and going to card shows for over 30 and, uh, 
I can tell you, I love the SoCal card scene, and I'm never going to argue with Rob Varis about what the epicenter is. I do, I do think that Dallas is an important market too, and and I don't know, no one's going to deny that. It'd be silly to to do that. So, um, okay, guys, let's go to. We've had a few more comments come in. I'm going to go to that, and then we'll just go to final parting comments. If you guys, if there's anything else you want to think you want to mention before we go, think about it right now. And uh, I'm just going to run through some of these comments that have come in over the last few minutes. Um, We're going to start off with this one right as I look for it and stall to, here we go. So uh, Mike Nanya, he's made made a big trade with 610 sports cars for a Kobe Grail I've been trying to get for over 10 years. That happened at the Burbank card show. No City says, want to say from a corporate vendor's standpoint, who these guys were set up. It was an amazing show. The show produced a lot of buyers and business owners for us to network with and make new relationships. Congratulations, Anthony and No City. Definitely. That was awesome and a nice booth that they had as well. Uh, Joe Perot says, it felt like everyone could find something significant for their PC. I heard that a lot. That's really just a positive thing to know. Toa says the tag slab looked very nice. The label area is nicely designed. Yeah, if you haven't seen the tag slab yet, I'll just kind of quickly show you one here if you can see it. But the the label is trans it's transparent. It's printed right on the inside of the plastic, and that really helps with you. You can't counterfeit this slab. So really cool, right there. Thank you for that comment, Toa. Uh, Master Yoda says, Jeremy, you're looking great. <laughs> Very handsome. Hope you're well. <laughs> and I you can't tell I am under the weather. I am, I am, I have a cold or something. So thank you for that, Master Yoda. Very good. FD, great to see you in the chat as well. And uh Jay wants to know what's the price to grade with tag between $19 and $29, I believe, but taggrading.com. Jay, taggrading.com is the website. You'll find everything you need right there. And uh, T. Jones says, always skeptical, but found the tag video. You did awesome. The boys knew their knew their stuff. Great ideas, streamlining <laughs> it all. Yeah, thank you, T. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Well, <clears throat> listen. I think we've covered the Burbank show from start to finish. We did the preview. We're doing the post mortem here tonight. Is there anything else any of you guys would like to say about the show or anything? Oh, I actually the Del Mar show, the Union Marketplace show. This is the, the Union Marketplace puts on the Del Mar show. That is the middle of October. I just learned, I think I'm going to be there and I've never been. So I'm going to get to see you all again. I'm going to get to be back in Southern California. I'm excited about it. Mark, over to you. Yeah, I just can't wait to see what the Burbank Card Show is going to do. I mean, I told EJ a while back that I knew that this was just going to be a stepping stone for bigger and better things. And he proved that not only to me, but to the entire card community. And I just can't wait to see. And I wish you guys the best of luck. And I mean... Everybody who went there left with a good take in their mouth. So, man, like you guys did one hell of a job once again. I don't need to tell you this again, but dude, good job. And I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, I echo those sentiments exactly. Steph, how about yourself? Anything to leave us with? Yeah, same. EJ and Rob and Jay, too. I know Jay, um, just super proud of you guys, super proud of being a part of this. And I'm honored that you let me do all that stuff for the kids and really give me the most support for it. And um, it really warmed my heart to hear Jeremy say that everyone's welcome in SoCal. That's something that I've been trying to express this whole time. I think we didn't talk about, you know, the just the diversity of people in L.A. too. And just 
like I said, like Jeremy said, everyone's welcome. Super proud yeah. to be part of the scene. Yeah, you should be proud of it. I, I was, I was just, I felt it just, there was no uncomfortableness in that show. And that was because of the people and uh, the venue as well. And I think it all starts with the organizers for, you know, attracting the right people and the right vendors. So well done. EJ, final comments to you, and then we're going to end this thing. Okay, cool. So two things going back to the union. Uh, a lot of people don't know Wiley actually, Wiley and Alex both are, are definitely an inspiration for, for me being where I am today. And I mean, those are two the uh, no, definitely personal friends of mine, of course, outside of business, but, you know, of course, and everything and in light of competition, I definitely do think that they're just going to have a great show. And of course, uh, the Las Vegas card show, Dakota, uh, doing big things. A lot of he's actually my neighbor. So um, I have to kind of put it out there. But, uh, you know, both both great entities and, you know, going back to the West Coast side of things, I, I think that the level up is just going to keep going. It's just going to keep going. And we need that. We need that in the hobby. We need that to where, you know, the competition is healthy. You know, there's a level up standpoint. And uh, pretty much to close it with this, I definitely want to shed light to all of our staff at Burbank that don't get the credit from, you know, our staff that handles the will call and, and staff that are handling security staff that's looking to break down and taking care of all Terrence's trash. You know, it's things like that, that a lot of people don't see when running an organization or running a card event or an event in general. And I'd like to pretty much say thank you, Stephanie, especially you. And of course, Mark, the beacon of the hobby, my brother, Mark Neiman. So um, it's been an incredible time and I'm just very fortunate to uh, have a career in this and man, just uh, thank you, Jeremy, for having us uh, be a part of your show. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a pleasure. I just, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing now. I'm a big fan of the SoCal card scene. So it's been fun and uh, nice to have, nice to have you EJ and you Steph on sports cards live for the first time. Mark's been on before, but it's great to have you guys on introduce you to my audience. I may not have, uh, been familiar with you guys yet they are now so thank you for joining we're going to end with jedi knight's comment right here it says sorry i missed the show but when the second show is announced i will be there and i think a lot of people are going to be feeling that exact same way so with that thank you three for joining the show you guys hang on right there everybody else who out in the chat thank you for your engagement in the chat tonight i will be back with sports cards live tomorrow night and collectible live on Sunday night. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you everybody for joining. We'll see you all again soon. This episode is over. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.